Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, Square Pip again? On this episode, uh, we have from WWE, NBC, Impact Wrestling, producer David Sahadi. He's here to discuss how to have self-esteem as a man. Um, can we understand the mystery of women being willing to walk away even though there's money at stake, dealing with stalkers, and the power of spreading positivity? Yeah, this was a good one, man. David was an interesting cat with a lot of energy and uh, a good vibe, man, and just showing you how to, how to live your life in a positive way. Uh, but we also continue the show over at Patreon, patreon.com slash manschool202. That's where we do the bonus shows and extra content and listener mail, and it helps us keep the show running. So if you want to join us over there today, we continue uh, the Patreon with the exclusive episode with David. We continue our conversation where we talk about dating younger women, uh, how David was willing to leave the WWE at its peak, and why your standards change as you get older. It's a lot of cool stuff on this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah. join us over, patreon.com slash manschool202. Otherwise, enjoy the show. I'm not an alpha male. I'm not a beta male either. I'm just a better man. Better man. Well, put your happiness first, because if you don't, they won't. Yo, what's up, Square Pimp Brigade? Uh, GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolutions being podcasted, and I am excited. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we got a special show tonight. Now right. I know I've, I've said that five hundred times before, but this time I mean it. Um, That's true. Finally, <laughs> uh, we don't got to lie about it. <laughs> first, <laughs> first of all, Harry, how you feeling? You good? Oh, Dante, I'm, fe- I'm feeling like a million dollars. You know that. You've been super excited about this episode. I just want right. to say. So uh, I'm going to let you do the honors today. Yeah, so. man, this is uh, this is a really good dude. A good Hold brother. Oh, uh, flipping it. There we go. Yeah. There we go. This is a real good dude. A real good brother, as they say in the wrestling business, who I, I don't get a chance to, to talk to people. You just lose touch. And this is how we communicate with each other now is through podcasts and interviews. Uh, just always super cool. Uh, a legend. In, in the wrestling business, in the production side, Mr. David Sahadi from the, the, the legend David? himself, what? David Sahadi. What's up? Harry, Dante, how the hell are you guys? I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by that introduction. Thank uh, you. What's going on, David, man? Thank you for doing this, bro. Appreciate you. My pleasure, Dante. I heard great things about you. I, I've known Harry for a while. I love the guy. So when he asked, I was honored to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, he's a sweet, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. The pro, I had to work on him heavily because he's too sweet sometimes. You know yeah, what I mean? Too and nice. not like, not like the dude on Dr. Pepper. Not, not too, too sweet. sweet. <laughs> Zoom but, out a little, Dante, just to focus. But, um, but just, uh, you know. Yeah, um, too nice, too nice. Too nice yeah, sometimes. Too, too nice. nice. Um, just doesn't, doesn't, you know, I always tell him, uh, closed mouth don't get fed. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you do things, you know, he's always a good dude. He always goes out of his way for people. And then when he needs help or a leg up, he don't, he never asks. And I'm yeah. like, God, you yeah. don't understand that people people genuinely love you. Like I like when oh, you man. speak to people about him, 
when he's not around. They're like, oh, man, yeah, Harry's such a good dude. Da, da, da. And then I, I go, Harry, you know, this is a business. And, I mean, I know you've been in the business for, you've been in the, in the wrestling business, uh, sports entertainment and whatnot for a long time. And a lot of times if you don't ask, people won't. People won't give you. Not, I mean, you got to ask sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, Harry, don't be shy, brother. All right. Love you. All right. I'll reach out. I'll reach out. I got to reach and, out to more people. And, but, and, and you know what? You be, and it's so weird because when he asks, people always go, yeah, oh, fuck yeah I, yeah, I would do that for you. You know You know what? That's the immigrant mentality in me. I'm from my, my dad's side of the family. He doesn't want, you don't want nothing. You don't want nothing from nobody. I don't want nothing. I don't know. My dad, I remember, would take us into like like just visiting friends' houses. They go, oh, you guys want some ice cream? And as kids, we'd be like, yeah. And he'd just squeeze your arm <laughs> like while he was holding <laughs> until you're like, you yeah, don't want I guess like a typical New Yorker. Yeah, I, like, I guess I don't want any ice cream, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> I'll just sit here and listen to you guys speak in Armenian or whatever. <laughs> what's what's weird, too, is a lot of times uh, I think, you know, and I mean, you could, I could tell your energy, David, already. Like you just, you, you know how you meet somebody, you could, their movement. It's something I talk about when I talk about guys talking to women all the time. If you pay attention, you read the subtext. You, exactly. You, there's, there's the body language, the tone, the, the the eye contact, all of these things are something people are communicating all the time. And and what I say to him all the time is that. You, 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 when you, a lot of sometimes when you ask, and this is in relationships, male, female, and otherwise, when you ask, you give permission to the person to give you like to, to like, so people hmm. want to give people want to do things for people want to connect with people. Cause I mean, I'm quite sure if you've been in the business, as long as you've been in, there's a situation where there's a lot of shitty people like you, you run into horrible people, you yeah. know, so you want. So when you get a person who you like and it's they're good to you or, or just that they're good people, you want to give them a leg up. And a lot of times when you ask or when somebody asks, it gives you it frees you to, to give of yourself, because the bottom line is, you know, what are we as human beings if we're not? helping each other if we're not giving to it we're not, we're not giving of ourselves it makes us feel better just the way it helps you you know yeah i i agree dante and i'm one of those people that whenever i walk into a place a public place like a restaurant or a bar i like to really bring a very positive energy in that atmosphere yeah. and people can feel that yeah oh, they yeah. can feel the power that's coming from you and when you do nice things to people whether they're friends or strangers right. nice things come back to you yeah. as far as like you know, talking on a deep level here, as far as giving positivity and good energy, the more you give, the more you get back. And the right. more you get back, the more you have to give back. So yeah. it just kind of compounds yeah. when you like that, what you were just saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But it becomes yeah. easier, too, though, the more that positive energy, when it feeds on itself, yeah. it becomes easier to give it back to people as well. It doesn't have to be work, you know. It, it just becomes natural, so to speak. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I, brother. Yeah, no I, doubt about that. I had, yeah. a, I had a situation. I was on a date with a young lady, and I, we went to this. We was in. I was way out in Howard Beach, and it was this Italian restaurant. It looked, it looked like it would be good. We go in. It's like early, early afternoon. They just opening up, and this lady walks in, and I mean, she's old school waitress. 
her mustache was about as thick as yours. <laughs> she had the bouffant hair, and she comes in, and, and she's like, hey, well, how can I help you? And I go, hi, my name's Dante. What's yours? And she goes, Sheila. Like, she looks like she smokes two packs a day. And I go, and this is my date, so-and-so. I won't say her name, because fuck that bitch. Um, oh, no, no. <laughs> but, so much but, for the positivity. <laughs> well, you know, you got, let's be honest. You got to be honest. Laugh. There's positivity right there. Oh, that, I laugh it See, it all, work, it all works, it all, it all works. <laughs> So I, I asked her her name and stuff like that, and she walks, she goes, she looks at me like I'm crazy because I asked her her name, introduced myself. Yeah. She comes back, she says, you need a few minutes, I'll come back. She comes back, and she's tearing up. And I'm like, are you, you okay? And she goes, I've been working here 27 years. She goes, nobody has ever asked me my name in 27. She goes, most times people order they don't even look up look above the, the menu they never look me in my face and she goes you're the first person that ever in 27 years somebody that actually asked me what my name was and introduced me you know right off the jump and she was crying now mind you after that i made a friend i had to see pictures of her fucking uh, ugly grandchildren <laughs> and uh, like, I had, like it was the whole thing it was the whole thing yeah. but hey you know what i mean hey what's wrong with looking at some ugly kids for a little while to make somebody's day you know what I mean? so, and that, that's what's all about dante you made her day and her kids a day you know by, by you meeting her by you coming into her life you made her life better yeah and, so and that alone is rewarding itself and what did it cost me Nothing. Nothing but kindness. That's yeah, all. Kindness. Kindness is free. It takes a lot of energy to be angry and be mad. But oh, yeah. Kindness is free. Sprinkle yeah. that shit everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. I met I met David working at a, a wrestling company where I started. And he was kind enough, just kind enough to advise. He wasn't making any money off of it. He was just like because he loves the business, was yeah. giving his advice and his knowledge to people. And he was always so positive. No, no, so no. It supportive. wasn't. Harry, can I interrupt you there? Sure. Go ahead. It's not so much I love the business, but Matthew and yourself reached out to me. Yeah. And the fact that these two young kids in my in my eyes at the time were reaching out to me inspired me. And I'm like, I like these guys. They want my advice on things, my inputs. I don't love the business. I'll be honest with you about that. I like the business. Okay. I don't love it. But I love the fact that you guys reached out to me and you were asking my help. And that meant a lot because it didn't take much to give an opinion to watch one episode of the show and let you know what I thought, the pros and the cons. And it, it was mostly pro, by the way. Mm. Yeah. But it's interesting just even taking that time is something incredible. But it, when I when and then when I met you, the amount of energy and joy that you have, just positive energy, it becomes infectious, like which which is a great feeling because it makes the environment much better with everybody involved. You've been in, in the production standpoint and in the wrestling business for over three decades. It can get competitive. It can get crazy. There's a lot of egos at play. How do you manage all that? and maintain the positivity in those high pressure environments and those situations where, where egos can come into play. Um, as I joke with people, I am Switzerland. So I'm not, I'm not on team a or team B or team C I'm on team company mm-hmm. and whoever's in charge, make decisions at that time. That's whose side I'm on. Mm-hmm. So I, I stay away from the politics. They're ugly. They're messy. They're backstabbing. People are two faced to you. I'm a New Yorker brother, so it's like I speak from the heart. If anybody wants to know what I'm thinking, all you gotta do is ask, and I'll let you know what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So politics and wrestling, it's inherent, but it's also disgusting too, and that's one part of the business that I do not like at all. Now, when you say you don't like the business, is it 
is there any part of the business that you do like or are you is it just 30 years of you doing this and you're so good at it and uh, i mean or is, what about it do you like well I love the companies I'm working for, and I love building a brand. So when I came to WWE in 1992, I came from NBC Sports, and I brought a sports mentality to what we were doing and a whole new look. Mm -hmm. And I helped this company grow and did creative outside-the-box stuff, and that's what I love about the business. I mean, I respect those athletes. They're tremendous athletes, what they do. Right. Um, and I love watching our shows right now. It's Impact. I love directing the shows, yeah. me and the talent backstage. They ask me for advice. We, we, we talk. We, we chew the fat. It's, it, it's awesome. I love that part of it. And I work on editing all of our shows as well. But if I wasn't working for Impact, I probably wouldn't watch it. Because really? to me, it's kind of like growing a little stale, I think, okay. over the years. Just wrestling in general. It seems like it's the same old formula. That's been going on since we started that back in the late 90s, sure, in the height of the Monday Night Wars. Mm -hmm. And, like, not much has changed except the names and the stages and the looks. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Now, do you think that there is room for some creative stuff to actually make it not boring? Because I've, I've been doing comedy 20, 20, 21 years. And one of the things that people would say to me, a lot of times people would say to me, you know, every time I see you, it's different. You know, it, it, you don't, it, it's not. And I, and I constantly tell them I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to keep from getting bored of me talking on stage. Like I'm pushing myself to be creative in a sense so that I enjoy what I'm doing. Is there, is there room for that? Um, or is it so structured corporately that there's no room for the creativeness because the formula is so down now? There is room for that. And especially in impact wrestling. One thing I like is that the writing team, namely Jimmy Jacobs and Robert Evans, they listen to talent. They get ideas from talent. Mm -hmm. And our brand is unique. We have a little bit of everything. We have, you know, great athletes. We have, I think, the best storylines that, that are going on out there. We also do comedy. We're kind of like a variety yeah. show when it comes to wrestling. So mm -hmm. we are starting to do things differently, but there's a lot more that needs to be done just to, yeah. I mean, we have to appeal to that younger generation right now. What we were doing in the 90s appealed to the 20 and 30-something-year-old people. They're having mm -hmm. frat parties in college to watch Monday Night Raw mm -hmm. and Monday Night Nitro. And right mm -hmm. now the audience is in their 40s and 50s and 60s because those yeah. are the people that were watching 25 years ago. Right, so right. we need to do something right now that appeals to the, the younger generation. Mm -hmm. what, what do you see that as? I mean, in, in terms of like, what do you think the changes will be in the future? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what exactly it will be, but uh -huh. it'll be doing things differently and doing things more creatively and intriguing mm -hmm. so you get people watching us. Um, right. One thing I did, Dante, when I worked for WWE, was we had something called these 30-second cross-promotional spots that would air on CNN, they would air on ESPN, across the board for mm. our pay-per-view spots. Right. I stopped doing wrestling spots because I knew that that was not our audience. You know, we're, right. we're airing on ESPN and right. other places. So I did spots where the wrestlers were fish out of water. You wouldn't know if, like, at least 10 seconds in that it was a spot about wrestling. That it was a wrestling And then you'd see, like, Brock yeah. Lesnar in his gear on a beach. Or, right. you know, somebody dressed up in their, you know, biker outfit in a fine dining restaurant, then all hell breaks loose. But if people want wrestling fans, I believe they looked at those spots and said, hey, I'm not a WWE fan, but 
that spot was entertaining. I like right, that. Right, 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 right. And okay. I think we need to do stuff like that right now that's going to get people's attention out there and right. just get them to tune in and sample us right now. Uh, how how um how difficult that's the whole breakup because you know we we me and Harry are always talking about old old Hollywood compared to yeah uh, new, new media, generation new, the new media, media. Uh, online media and so on and so forth and one of the things that I know just from me you know watching what's going on and I'm you know I've done acting and stuff like that and what's interesting is like me as a black dude right. At a time, the, the way I can think about it is, me as a black dude, in, a, in when movies were centralized, when movies were in the movies, if you had black people in a movie, it was a it was a black movie, and black was a genre. Not, uh, and and now because of the streaming, um, all these streaming platforms, black there's black horror, there's Latino horror, there's Asian horror, there's Filipino martial arts this so what's happening now is because the scope is much wider it leaves it opens for so much more creativity different stories to be told because they have to create a product that ultimately opens up itself to a, a wider umbrella and i'm wondering if that is something that you're thinking about in terms of how the wrestling moves forward absolutely i'm thinking of doing something that we've never done before mm -hmm. and what that is is I haven't found the answer yet, but something right, that right. we've never done before, because again, back in the late nineties, we changed the whole genre of professional wrestling. It sure. went from cartoony characters to yes. real life characters that you can believe mm. they were like mm. movie stars. Yeah. Um, you know, we got away from that cartoony era of the eighties. I think we need to do some kind of paradigm shift again, as far as getting mm. to the next level that we want to get to. Right. Right. But we have to do it right. I mean, that's why I don't have the exact idea in mind right now. It's got to be done right. Yeah. And it has and to be done organically. It. it has to be done or with the, the, the times that are happening. That's what made it so authentic is that it wasn't just wrestling that changed back then. It was just society kind of we, we started realizing we were, our eyes were a little bit more open to the reality of things. As opposed in the '80s, where I think everything well, was very. You know what I think is it, what changed that, Harry. It, it, yeah. What's interesting is like when you talk about the cartoon, it was like Hulk Hogan was say your prayers and drink your milk and Eat you know America, and then yeah. you had the you had Nikolai Volokov who was you know he's the Russian threat or 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 yeah. um I'll break your back and I'll make the you iron humble yeah. Iron yeah. Sheik and, and 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 <laughs> so then all of a sudden you had these these cartoony you had guys like the rock and like stone cold who were regular dudes and these 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 kind of conflicts between the working man and vince mcmahon where vince you know where the establishment the, figure, and the, yeah. the corporations change um and it's interesting now because with the with the removal of of what i call old hollywood everybody has a direct line to the artists now like the the middleman is removed and so people can the make, artists can reach the audience now. right right yeah. the audience well the audience can reach the artists both even ways, more yeah. so both ways you know um which is is kind of interesting that that's happening and it's just to navigate that at this point where the people who are uncreative used to be making these decisions and now the creatives are kind of making the decisions and the people are people are deciding well, we like this, so we don't like that. So, so David, I think the creators yeah. should always make the decision. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Harry. 
No, no, I was saying uh, you're a very Go ahead, creative, you're a very creative guy, and you've always I know from your history have run into people who have different creative perspective. Like, is that how difficult is that? How do you navigate that? You know, like when you have a vision for well, something, and, I, it, it's not uh, difficult at all because I love hearing somebody else's ideas and helping them make it better and pitching mine as well. But my creative ideas come to me organically. I can't sit in any way conference room with 10 people and just like start throwing ideas, you know, at the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I can be in a bar having, you know, a couple of drinks and an idea hits me and I write it down in my bar journal. I can be laying in bed one night or driving somewhere. That's when the creativity comes to me. Mm-hmm. I remember the, uh, do you remember the legend spot with Freddie Blassie? Yeah. Sure. I can yeah. still hear the echoes, hear my name, times not silence the crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was at Freddie and late a, on a, Saturday night. And I, be honest, and, and, I was pretty shit-faced at this one point, and I'm getting ready to go to bed. I watch TV, and I see this guy with white hair in a commercial. And I'm like, Freddie Blassie. And I wrote down those first four lines right there on the fly. It came to me in an instant just like that. So creativity comes to you organically in ways that you can't really understand. You have to be open to the universe and be willing to be downloaded by whatever it is, your higher self or higher beings and spirits. Um, but there are many levels to consciousness, I believe. And if you close that off, the creativity is gone. I think you need to be open to anything. You know, having the ability to walk away from something like that, that's a scary situation. You have to have built up some type of confidence or some type of mentality and approach to that. How did you do that? How did you walk away from it? Well, I had trust in the universe that the decision I was making was the right one to do for me as a human being and as a spirit. And that year and a half I took off, I didn't have an end date, you know, when I was going to stop my sabbatical. I was just going day by day, month by month. And it it was awesome. It really was. I learned a lot, both uh, personally and on a spiritual level and grew a lot, too. But, you know, it was it was kind of easy to do because I didn't like where the company was at that one time. And my soul wasn't happy. Mm. So Mm. all the money I was making, you know, people thought I was crazy or burnt out. I wasn't. I just needed a new adventure. That's what it was. Really that simple. And I just trusted the universe that fortunately I'll be blessed, you know, in the future and get another job and not have to worry about money the rest of my life. How do you develop and so, Harry, that? Last thing, when I, yeah. I left a shitload of money up north yeah, and I make a lot less now, but I have more time off. And to me, that is priceless. You can't put a, you know, a, a, a money figure on that just to have so much more time off the free freedom. time and everyone do yeah it's just it's tremendous it really is it's the freedom how do you develop that trust in the universe where does that come from is it from the upbringing is it from personal experience like where does that come from uh it's hard to say it's just my intuition for lack of a better word my intuition tells me this is the place i, I need to go right now well i, I, uh, I mean, just something i heard from richard bach and he said a cloud moves in a certain direction at such a certain speed it just fuels compulsion. This is the place I need to go now. But the sky knows the reasons and the seasons behind the, 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 the patterns in the sky. Right. And you will, too, when you lift yourself high enough beyond to see beyond horizons. You know, what's, what's interesting even about what you said is, is one of the things that strikes me as you, you know, and like because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling who you are as a person. And so um, some of the things that you said are just really telling about you not being comfortable with the with the the negativity and the lies and the, and so there's a you you have these people who are truth seekers and you know one three of the principles that we talk about on the podcast which is for the most part it's a relationship podcast but i think there are also relationships in everything that we do and i think we we it's really 
approach an approach to life from a, from a, using relationship as a metaphor. And three of the things that we talk about is authenticity, credibility, and empathy. Um, tell the truth, say what you mean, mean what you say, and give a damn about the person that you're dealing with and what they're going through, and understand that their perspective, their perspective, and what they're going through is a little bit different. And so I I see that in you in terms of that just from the little the things that you say it's just you because i'm always reading that subtext and and what's interesting is doing something that you're dishonest you feel dishonest doing mm. it's the same or feel like you're doing something credible because if you're doing a, a especially if you're creating art that you don't feel credible doing then ultimately it's a lie do you know what I mean? And it, it absolutely, yeah, it, I agree. It feels uncomfortable, and and it makes you unhappy because your your default is to be truthful, and to be cre credible. You know what I mean? You don't even want to exactly. give. You don't even want to put art out to other people because you're empathetic to the fact that they have to receive this horseshit that you're <laughs> sending to them when you don't believe in it. You know what I mean? And that, and I think that comes off. As confident because you're confident about your honesty and the credibility of things, you know? Well, if you don't believe in what you're doing, then it's work. Yeah. And it's false, as you said. So you're not yeah. having fun doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have to be authentic and do what you really like. And it's not, uh, not work. It's fun. It, it, it's a hobby. Right. It's pleasure. Right. And you also can't, if you're working for people and you're putting out shit that you, you don't like, you got to lie about it. Like you, you can't go here. Here's the product you want. It sucks. I don't like it. But this is what you. I mean, you can't do that either. So you ultimately have to be dishonest to sell something that you're not comfortable. Uh, a, a product that you're not comfortable. And it with. also it never works in the sense of eventually it seeps through, whether it's uh, consciously or subconsciously, when you're pushing something that you don't care for or that you're not confident in. It shows in some way. You're either not giving the best effort that you can give in presenting that item, whatever that may be. I think of movie stars that have to promote. They have to go on talk shows and things and promote a film that, let's say, is not very good. Right. Mm. And yeah. it's a big difference when they're promoting something that's not very good as opposed to promoting something that is that they're really proud of and passionate about. There's an energy to it. And you carry that with you in, in life to some degree. Dante, you would agree with that. Right. Oh, that yeah, you carry absolutely. That, that it, if you're saying things that you mean, it's easier and there's an energy to it, you know, that that you that you have. Well, truth, truth also comes from sacrifice and hard work. And so, if you know, when you when you look at a boxer and he walks in the ring or even a wrestler walks in the ring and he's trained and he's practiced and 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 his he's he's got it down. There's a confidence he walks in the ring that you feel because he knows what he's doing. If you got a boxer and he hasn't trained, he wasn't eating right, wasn't doing his road work, there's a there's an insecurity that he walks in because he knows that he didn't give himself the best opportunity to win, you know, or to do his best. So, you know, I think And then you have to rely on hope for it to work out. You, you just, to, then like, you just ah. end up lying. You lie, right. you lie you you fake it. You know, you're faking it till you make it, you know. Dave, how is truth also comes from within. It comes right. from being your, your pure, genuine self sure, and not sure. being afraid of who you are, knowing who you are, and not being afraid to present that side to people that you meet. Yeah. It also comes from there. Was and that, there's great power in it as well. 
was that difficult at all growing up to to try to attempt that? Because not everyone takes that the right way. People who are certainly and especially people no, Harry, who are self-conscious. It, it, it was tough growing up because I was self-conscious and I was a nerd. Uh, right. I graduated high school weighing 107 pounds. I was 111 pounds in college. The, the hot I am right now. Yeah. I couldn't get a date huh. with the girl until I was in my mid-20s because I right. looked like I was 15 when I was 24. So. I, I gained this uh, over the years, right. this uh, yeah. this speaking power to truth and just, you know, the confidence, learning about the spiritual side, the intuition that we all have, you know, listening to your heart, not your head, because your head will mess you up. Your heart always tells you, your heart is your gut feeling in this case, not not the heart for women, right, but right, right, right. your heart, your gut feeling always tells you this is what you need to do right now. This is right or this is wrong. If you listen to it, it will guide you through life. Mm. It really will. It is that easy. So I was not like that growing up. I didn't become that mm -hmm. way, so I would say my mid-30s. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So this is a relationship podcast, and so I, I know you do fine with the ladies now. I, I you could just you could feel that swagger that you you're you're doing. You made up for it, Jess. Fine. You made up the numbers in the later seasons, <laughs> Harry. I made up the numbers in my late twenties and my thirties, my forties. Since it's a relationship, let's go there. Sure. Right now, at my age, um, I'm at a point in life where unless I have a connection with the woman, like a real deep yeah. connection. Yeah. I don't want to go there and bring her right. home. You know, I, I don't want to settle or compromise because when you settle, you're losing. So I need to have a real like connection with somebody emotionally or intellectually or spiritually for me to want to start a relationship with that woman right now. Um, right. I flirt with everybody. I give everybody attention, uh, especially the young ladies. But, you know, I know that I can't, you know, date a 22 year old. Because mm -hmm. it's not going to last more than a couple of weeks my age. The age difference is just way too extreme. For so you, I, I, I can't for you and your yeah, perspective, for me. yeah, but, yeah. But I've chosen this point in my life to, like, you yeah. know, what really have a connection with somebody because, dude, when you have sex with somebody, it's yeah. sex. When you have sex with the person that you're in love with, deeply in love with, it it transcends that. It's so much higher, right. and it's such a yeah. beautiful place that you know. When I when I've broken up with a couple of girlfriends that I thought were soulmates and like you know, kindred spirits, and you have those one night stands, those short relationships. The sex kind of sucks because you yeah. don't have that connection with that person. Yeah. Well, I, I think you 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 become less present. Like oh, when, I, I, when you're yes, present. Yes, great way of putting present. that, Dante. Yeah. It's being present. And you and you only way you can be present is you gotta wanna be there. Because if you don't wanna be there, your your mind floats off into other places and then you not being there present. What's what's also interesting is that, you know, I've always said that a woman is a reflection of the guy she's fucking. So, <laughs> so you know, and, and, and uh, it, it's because it's a it's a situation where, it, 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 you know, I always look at it this like our fr if whatever friends you have, uh, they may be dumb or <laughs> assholes or whatever, but we accept them as friends and they don't change with, the, with their flaws and all. Right. right we yeah. just, exactly. This is my friend. Well, that's what real friends do. 
yeah. But I find a lot of times with women, women tend to be much more malleable. Like they got friends that they go to the club with. They got friends that they 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 when they were in their whore stage, they hang out with this drinking friends, there's people they shop with. And so there's a different they become these different places where with men, you tend to be, yo, this is what I am. Uh, this is it. Yeah. What, 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 you either like it or you don't. And um, and and I think the honesty of that. So so because of that, I think women become a reflection of us. So you'll find someone who's really and and, and I, you know come to think of it. I mean, we were talking about the the Johnny Depp thing. So mm-hmm. like you think about this guy's a multimillionaire, Jack fucking Sparrow, like you know Carib- uh, Pirates of the Caribbean five. Um, and here's a dude who has really been reduced to a shell of himself because of this constant abuse and the fact that he's he's not being honest about the fact that he's unhappy and he's staying in this situation where this negativity happens to the point you and also in a weird way a lack of self-confidence in the sense of self-esteem because of his upbringing the trauma that he dealt with that he is taking those things on. He is willing to take those things on because even though he's a big movie star, his self-esteem is very low somehow. Mm. And he is taking that until you end up in a situation where a woman is shitting in your bed. <laughs> and you're, just like, you're like, well, like this is where we're at now. I got to yeah. go to my wife and ask her why she shit in my bed. Yeah. And it builds up and builds up because he you're, you we talked about the with the Will Smith thing too, Dante, yeah. the notion of like we all think that the finances and this goes to what David said before when he left yeah. and he makes less money now, but is happier because mm-hmm. you can have more money. You can have the infinity pool. We talk about Will Smith. He, he has a massive mansion. But do you want to be the guy crying in your infinity pool? Yeah, yeah, like you're in a beautiful infinity pool overlooking Hollywood, and there you and are, crying tears. tears. Your infinity pool is full of tears. It, it, Dave, this is something that I said about even that. I go, here's a guy who's worth probably five hundred million dollars, and he would risk all of that just so he doesn't have to go home with her angry at him in the limo. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, it's so sad. Yeah, yeah, it is a, a and a guy that we look up to, and a guy that has perpetuated this constant positive spirituality and this, which just was all, I I, I guess it was almost um, wishful thinking on his part. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. But Dante, here's one for you. Um, speaking about you know how money can't buy happiness, and all these rich people are kind of like isolated and lonely. Um, I heard this one saying, and it says. Some people are so poor, all they have is money. Think uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. They don't have the love. They don't yeah. have the connection. They don't have the empathy, which is a great word, which means a lot. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Empathy on how somebody else feels and putting yourself in their shoes yeah. and trying to you know, understand what, what they're going through. Unless you have empathy, you yeah. can't really have a true connection with anybody. So, yeah, yeah as you're saying, money doesn't buy uh, you know, happiness yeah. uh, and that, at all. That righteousness. It's, it's, a, it's a myth. That righteousness that you're talking about is where the confidence comes from, um, because somebody can't, nobody can tell David you ain't shit. You'd be like, nah, I am. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm way better than. Yeah, you. I'm I, pretty I, good. Yeah, pretty, I'm pretty, pretty good. Because uh, and I have the receipts to show it. I have the receipts and the friends. Like Thirty and years the, of receipts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Forty yeah, but, years uh, of receipts. Uh, yeah, but but Dante and uh, and uh, and Harry. 
to be honest, honest with you, I'm kind of modest about that when I'm not in at the wrestling world because right. I want people to like me for who I am, right. not no what I do and what I've done. So my best friend, Jonathan Gordon, uh, him and I were best friends for about, well, good friends for about a year. Mm-hmm. And he finally came over to my uh, condo one night and he saw all the awards that I won. He goes, what do you win these for? And I told him from wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he was blown away. He said, I saw all those spots when I was, you know, in my teens and going to college. You did that? Right. And I said, yeah. Yeah. So I'd already gained his friendship by being right, right, right. pure right. and genuine before he even knew what I did. But you know what, David? So, it's it's not about being pompous about it, but it's about having that knowledge on the inside where when somebody tries to take down your self-esteem, or even if they're not trying to, if, if an incident or, or life happens and there's something that takes away from your self-esteem, you can reflect on that and go, no, I, I know what I am. I know that I'm honest. I know that uh, how good I am at what I do or how good I am mentally or just how good of a person I am yeah. creatively. Like David, this David is his. The only thing you see on social media is not about award. It's about him and his dad, mm-hmm. like how much he loves his dad and how lucky he is to spend time with his dad. That's the type of duty he's about because yeah. he's righteous in that sense. It's not about all this other stuff. It's about what matters most. Well, you There's know, there's a lot I, of noise and pollution out there on social media. Right. I'm just now getting back on with uh, Instagram a lot more and doing stories with my friends and, and this and that. But there's a lot of pollution and noise and, and distractions around there. So I, t- I kind of took a hiatus from social media for about a year or so. And it was very actually rewarding. It was liberating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess what I mean is the cockiness is not so much about the awards because all of those things are peripheral. When I say, like, I get up every morning with the intention on generosity, civility, and empathy. Like, that's my starting point. When I when I put my bare feet on the floor, I feel the ground under me. That's what my thought is. So, so Dante, I like you already, brother. I connect with you, man, because I yeah, feel yeah, the same way. And yeah, I can yeah. tell you're speaking, you're speaking from the heart. You, you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're talking real. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. To, now... The, maybe the difference is what I sometimes is that um, I'm also ready for that smoke. Like if you want, to get, like I'm ready to take all. If that's what you really, if that's what you really want, I'm really comfortable with the lizard dude that I keep, you know, chained up underneath. If that's what you now, you don't never have to see that dude because I don't really like him either. But he is a part of me. If it, if it comes to that. I I'm I, I will go. Do you really want me to unchain this motherfucker? Because it, it's not pretty. But yeah. I'm also comfortable with that as well. And I because I think that sometimes that when you can't walk away and you can't avoid it, you also got to be ready for that smoke too. Uh, and and I think sometimes like I don't believe in karma. It's like we were talking about karma. But I I do believe in probability. If you're an asshole all the time. Hmm. Eventually, you you can't keep rolling the dice and not crap out. The, yeah. One day you're gonna be an asshole and somebody's gonna catch. It just uh, you know. So I think that is the reality of it because we see people, even though they may not be happy, you see people get away with stuff. But if you if you steal every day, probability says that you will eventually get caught. Um, but if Hell you yeah. if you're and even if you're kind every day. The probability will also say you will run into somebody who's selfish at some time. But your your the integrity that you move with becomes makes their negativity their problem as opposed to your problem. 
You know, um, I've I've met guys a lot of times who would say, yeah, you know, I don't think if my 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 chick is if I catch her cheating on me, I don't know. I think she's. I go if she's cheating on you, she's doing you a favor, because now you see who she truly is, and you exactly can move on. Dundee, yes, but you can finish it because I know we're on the no, same. No, no, no. But it's like. You know, if she's cheating on you, you don't want her in your life anymore anyway. So she's right. doing you a favor if you doing catch you a her. Favor. It's like, yeah. gone, goodbye. You weren't honest with me. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. See you later. Right. And it's also it's also to understand when you understand your righteousness and your goodness, you don't you you almost feel sorry for her because, wow, you really fucked this up. Like I had so much more to give you. And now you get none of it. Now, now you're going to be removed, and I'm going to send you back to the wolves because the wolves are out there. Like the, we, we, they're out there waiting for you. I'm trying to keep you safe in this place where I want you to be happy and taken care of and feel safe. Now you got to go back. You got to go back and see how you how you fend in the middle of the night when uh now you're sleeping in a tent. In the, in the you know with yeah. the wolves, it's it ain't better for you. This ain't you you fucked this up, and I feel so. I, couldn't you have been better? Like I really wish you were better, you know. And and I think that's what I you know I get guys who I think my girl is. I go if you think it, it's so. If you think it, and if you're worried about it, and if it's a situation that it's not yours anymore anyway. If she's yeah. not, if you can't trust in her, and you have to worry about that, it's either you're not enough. Or she's no, she's not enough. Or she Either doesn't way, have the ability to see how dope you how are in the first place. You are, yeah. She's yeah. not enough to see how great you are. She's not enough. Yeah. That and so you have to work at it from one way or the other. And the the best mentality is believing in yourself and going, yeah. I've had girls where you know, especially when I was out on my single tear, and even when I was doing great, you know, the 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 more I got my wins up, the easier it was to take the rejection to the point where. It wasn't even a rejection. I felt bad for the other person when she'd go, uh, yeah, I'm not interested. And in my head, I'd be like, man, it's yeah, a shame because yeah. we could have had a real good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, life could have yeah. we could have had a real nice period of life together. But that well, they're, not, like, they're not on your level, Harry. That's what that is. You know, that's so what it just, is. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're better off for that. Yeah. yeah. It hurts sometimes. It sucks, you know, but it, that's the, the truth. A lot of people aren't on, on the same level that you and Dante are on. It hurts in the moment. In the long run, you're victorious. Because it's yeah, like absolutely. it's but like it getting does, yeah. rejected from a, a a job application for a place that wasn't that great to work with. And you can't land. You can't. How can you be the, with the person you're meant to be with if you're wasting your time with somebody who is not good enough for you? Which is funny because that's interesting. It's this exact thing that you said about walking away from all this money on the table, but not having the happiness that you wanted and, and, and even to be where you are today. You know? Yes. Because you can't fry, you can't fly free like David likes to fly. I mean, yeah. spiritually speaking, not, I don't mean literally on a plane, but with that being attached to that schedule, no one gives you the money for free. It comes with something. They're giving it to you for a reason to keep you there to do to do something. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, it's in a way it's its own prison in a way. And we kind of put ourselves in that to a degree. Yeah. And so for somebody who wants to have a free spirit, it's difficult for a guy like David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also reading the subtext. And I, I think what you call, you know, feeling that energy or spiritual, a lot of times it's just reading the subtext. It's people say things, you know, like I, I, one of the things that I'll make a distinction is 
you know, a guy's trying to talk to a woman and he goes and and it's like so a guy, maybe the guy, young guy, he's getting ghosted or the girl's not responding. And I go, well, she's telling you like people do what they want to do. So if she doesn't want it, if she's not making an effort, it's because, you know, she's just not into it like that. And if she's not responding, that yeah. means she's pushing you back. She wants yeah. you to, to take a step or two or even get the heck out of her life. Right, right. Um, right. Dante, here's one thing I can understand about relationships. There was a young girl about 23, 24 in Chattanooga last year, mm-hmm. and she was crushing me hard. Yeah. I mean, she blew up my phone every day four or five times, four or five times. Where you at? What you doing? All this kind of stuff. And I wouldn't respond for days. Mm-hmm. And, and every once in a while, I send a text, sorry, I was in Nashville. Um, but she was blowing my phone up. I would say 20 texts of me giving her one back. She couldn't right. get the idea that, no, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be with you. I don't like your energy. Oh, it's very is, negative. Is, it's yeah. your, your pouty. It's just like, no, yeah. that's why I'm not responding to your texts. I mean, responding to texts is easy, but I'm blowing her off for five and six days in a row. And finally right. she left town. So that, right, that, right. that anchor right. was uh, removed from me because she was stalking me. She was finding yeah. out places where I was hanging out and then so going well. there before I got there. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, but it's a, it's a real simple diagnosis. Is so what I what I find in a situation like that, these are these are people because because let's be honest, her pushing her, it's it's she's aware that you're she doesn't know she doesn't not know that she's hitting you four or five times a day and you're not responding. She she's aware of that. What the the thing is is that she's abusive. And the reason why she's abusive because she doesn't give a fuck that you're not interested. She wants to make you do what she wants to do. Yeah. She wants to make you respond. So I'm going to hit you and bother you until you feel obligated, which is somebody who comes from probably comes from a very abusive background. So what's interesting is people learn how to love from their from from their parents, the way they responded. So when they come from toxic and abusive environments, when you are unavailable, she perceives that as love because that's what she's accustomed. She's accustomed. You know what I'm saying? It 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 makes a lot of sense now with your perspective. It does. Yeah. It feels like love because this is what, so we all grow up and we, however we raise, we, we, we look at the man, the the man in our life, the, the father figure and we go, okay, that's manhood. And we look at the woman we like, and we go, that's womanhood. Now, even if you don't have your mom or your dad around, there's somebody who represents those images and the way they engage and the way they engage with you is, I mean, this is why we don't, we don't beat our kids anymore because we're teaching them to be violent like so it's 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 opposite it's just your programming is so when you have somebody who who is looking for this attention and didn't get this attention you not giving her the attention ultimately makes her go oh he loves like this is this feels like love to me and so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it i've seen this situation if you had respond if you really wanted to get rid of her if you had called her back every day she yeah, several you. times a day. If you <laughs> yeah. called her hey, breakfast, what, doing? Lunch, dinner, what are you up to? What's going on? You want to hang out? <laughs> she'd, have, she'd have dumped you in a minute because your access. It's almost like, hey, I don't love myself. Right. If you do, there's something wrong with you. Like, why do you like me? I already think I ain't shit. So if you don't think I ain't shit, too, 
then this must be something wrong with you. It's a weird, twistic, subconscious logic that happens that, you know, that runs them away. So when you're accessible, what do you want to do? What do you do? You like this shirt? Do you, do you should I change my clothes? I mean, would you like me better with my beard, my goatee, or without the goat? Then they're like, ugh, I yeah, hate exactly. this. Yeah. So yeah. it's never about love or the actual value of what you are. It's their lack of value and what that means in proportion to you. Yeah. But can you really figure women out? Can you really understand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mystery yeah. you can? Yeah, I mean, but uh, so can you. I. Uh, well, I, Dante, I was, I was setting up a joke, okay? Uh, oh, like okay. a joke. And you can yeah, shout out if you want. But uh, sure. Samuel, he's 80 years old. He's in his garden in San Francisco. And Jesus appears and says, Samuel, you lived a wholesome and righteous life. When you pass in 10 years, you'll be up there in heaven with my father and I. Mm -hmm. But we want to give you an earthly uh, gift while, while you're still here. So is there anything you would like? And Samuel goes, you know, I like going to Hawaii, but I can't stand flying anymore. Mm -hmm. TSA is a pain in the neck to get through. Can you build me a bridge from San Francisco to Hawaii so I can drive? Mm -hmm. And Jesus goes, Samuel, uh, yes, uh, of, of course I can. I'm Jesus, you know, and that's God. But <laughs> think of all the manpower take. Think of all the concrete we would need, all the, all the, the, the tar for the, for, the, for the road. I mean, think of what a Herculean feat that would be. Yes, we can do that, but is there anything else you might want? And Samuel goes, yeah, Jesus, you know what? Can you explain the mystery of women to me? Why do they say no when they mean yes? Why do they ignore you when, when they really want, want attention from you? Um, why are they so hot and cold? Can you please explain to me the mystery of women? And Jesus goes, Samuel, do you want that bridge to be two lanes of four? It's You know, when guys say they don't understand, like, for instance, you understand watching a production or just you understand when you see somebody and there's raw talent, you there's a thing that you a feeling that you get, right? That's true. Yes, absolutely. And, and why? Where does that feeling come from? It's because whether you realize you've consumed so much information that the patterns, everything has patterns. People, everybody says that. I always say this. People, everybody says that they're so different and so unique, but nobody takes a shit facing the tank. Nobody's that creative that they <laughs> and if you think about it, it's a it, it's a desk. You could work there. Right. You could eat a sandwich like it seems like somebody would have. It might be practical. It might be pretty practical. <laughs> yeah. But the, for some reason, we all take a shit the same way. We back ourselves up to the tank. So what's interesting is when we the pat everybody thinks they're different, but the patterns. And when you see somebody who's talented the same way, when you see somebody who is first few minutes it's like i said to you immediately i said i i already feel your your honesty i feel the honesty i feel the sincerity i feel you, you can feel and we're on zoom you're like we're not in studio like yeah. this is over over shitty internet right yeah so so i think when we pay attention we see these patterns and women are no different uh, you know women are the same and people get upset with that, but so are men. They are the same. We see men and women do the same. But what's crazy is when you look at a Will Smith or Johnny Depp, how, we've seen that guy. We've all know that guy who's willing to do anything, who's unhappy, who's miserable, but still willing to do anything to get this acceptance. We see guys who buy buy Maseratis so that they can attract women because they feel inadequate and they're trying to substitute this. I, I, there's something I say all the time. You get a guy, he's on a, on, a, on a dating app and he says, 
I'm five six instead of I'm five instead, and he's really five four. In his mind, he thinks if I was just two inches taller, I wow. would be worthy. And if you think that your personality is 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 when you boil it down to the root, is the difference between two inches, you're really you really are fucked up. You you that then you have no idea all that you can offer as a, as a human being who's kind and civil and loyal and truthful. You know, I it just it's a twisted scope, but that's how. And just because think. other people don't see the value of that doesn't mean it's not valuable. Yeah, I I mean I there's a there's an analogy. I don't know if you you know Dane Cook. I know you know Dane Cook. Yes, I might know of him. I'm He's not a, sure I do though. So at one time comedian, he did a whole yeah. bunch of comedian, but he did a bunch of rom com films with uh, Jessica Alba and stuff. But yeah. he was making so much money at a time that um his found out that his brother had stole 11 million. His brother was in his in his camp, and his brother stole and like eleven like, embezzled yeah. like eleven million dollars. Oh right? my goodness! Yeah. And and so what does that entail? He ultimately had to put his, his brother ended up going to jail. He, the family was a mess. It was. It would have. It's almost like he would have paid eight million. He would have paid him eight million to not go through all he had to go through, the pain and the fact that him and his brother have no relationship anymore, all because of the money and because of the jealousy and everything. So it's interesting how, as we say again and again, loyalty, honesty, credibility, empathy is things that we don't perceive as important, but they're more valuable than anything because I can have a hundred million dollars, but if my if if everybody in my team is trying to steal it from me. Like, where's the joy in that? You know, where, how do I operate like that? So, you know, it's, it's a yeah. weird thing. Um, Harry, we got, we got a little more. Oh, you want to uh, do well, some? Let's do some Patreon. Okay. Do some right. Patreon? Um, let's take it over the is Patreon Is there any, anything you got going on, David, that you want to plug or anything to the fans or something you want them to we check out? David can go with us on Patreon. Uh, yeah. Um, what is Patreon, by the way, before I answer? Oh, the well, we, well, Patreon is what we do. We do, we do the bonus minutes. show. It's like a, do a bonus show. Yeah. 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 No, nothing to promote. Okay. Um, just everybody out there, be your real genuine self if you can. And you know what? Um, choose a path you want to walk. Don't let somebody choose it for you. Awesome. That's some life advice. Um, one thing I tell all these uh, young uh, kids that are like 21, 22 and their servers and restaurants that I hang out at. Mm-hmm. They always say, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I said, it's easy. Mm-hmm. And they said, what? I said, find out what you love, what you have enthusiasm for. Mm-hmm. Is it surfing? Is it doing outdoor stuff? Whatever. Find an entry-level job mm-hmm. in that world, and you will go high and far like a rocket because mm-hmm. you're doing something you love. You're doing something you care about. Quickly to end that story, I got into NBC Sports because I loved doing TV and, and making short films when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I got my, my, my career started there, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a job. It was, it was a, a joy and a pleasure to be around Bob Costas and learn from these guys. So just follow mm-hmm. your heart. Do what gives you enthusiasm. If it gives you enthusiasm, it's the right thing to do. That's what I'm plugging right now. How about that? Nice. That's, that's a great thing to plug. Happiness and enthusiasm. I dig it, Dave. <laughs> We've never had that yeah. before. So that's the first. <laughs> Somebody plug the happiness. Harry, talk to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you if you got your fill of happiness from David's plug, you can go to my social media at uh, Harry Trujanian. That's where all my creativity and stuff is going out there. And there's some uh, happiness up there. Yo, uh, everything with me. Follow me. Google me, bitch. Uh, find me. <laughs> 
find me on uh, uh, TikTok, Instagram, everything else is, is dope. Uh, I just my TikTok is 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 creaming right now. I got I got content going up every day. Don't forget, if you need a consultation, DanteNero.com. Click on consult. You can talk to me direct. Uh, GYBB gets your balls back. WWDD. What would Dante do? The Sexual Revolution is being podcasted. I love y'all, man. Um, follow us. Uh, follow the Patreon, YouTube, all of that. Um, we are out, man. We appreciate y'all. Let's go on. We're going to go do the Patreon. <laughs>